Welcome to your morning constitution. It's your boy D-Mac and welcome to the week. Hopefully you had a, a restful weekend or a fun weekend or you celebrated your favorite president for whatever reason. Perhaps it's Harrison or Cleveland or Monroe or Adams or Adams or Jefferson or Lincoln or Washington or Nixon or Eisenhower or Truman or FDR or the other Roosevelt. Or Carter, Reagan, Bush, Bush, uh, Trump, Biden, Clinton, Kennedy. Now I feel like I'm stuck, and if I don't mention a president, I'm in big trouble. Well, whatever. I got a bunch in there. Did I say Harrison? Cleveland? Monroe? I mean, those are just the ones that come to mind. Jefferson? I get it. Anyways, um, glad Obama. God, could I, could I go backwards? Yeah, you know, you don't care. I got a bunch in. I got, I got a few in. I got some in. Welcome to your um, spectacular Denver Sports Week, uh, where we see the Nuggets return today for practice, at least. And it's a late practice. It's at 5 p.m. And then the Avalanche have a game against Vancouver coming up um, later that night in the same building. So very interesting, very unusual. A 5 p.m. practice for the Nuggets. I've Okay. On the same night that the Avalanche have a game, do they know there's something else happening in the building? So maybe you got a few uh, Nuggets who are going to stick around for a hockey game tonight. They may want to. It was, uh, you know, it was an interesting game, that's for sure. You got the Vancouver Canucks in there. Uh, and the Vancouver Canucks are a great team. We'll get to hockey in a second. And we'll preview basketball for the Nuggets. They return with a very soft opening against Washington on Thursday. But first, let's talk about mock drafts and where your Broncos are today. To get a vibe for what's going on, we go to NFLMockDraftDatabase.com, my favorite website for mock drafts. And, of course, if you have any comments or want to say anything, we welcome it. Please throw it in the comments. We'll get to you in a second. Thank you. Like and subscribe, comment, and tell me I'm an idiot, whatever you want. I'm watching Shohei Otani hit a home run on his first uh Live AB. We'll get to baseball here in a second. But in this particular mock draft done yesterday by Yard Barker, Seth Trockman, whoever that is, we just get a glimpse of where the Broncos are at. First, the Bears take Caleb Williams, Washington, Jaden Daniels, and the Patriots, Drake May. Marvin Harrison Jr. forced the Cardinals, Brock Bowers, tight end extraordinaire of Georgia, to the Chargers, Malik Neighbors, wide receiver, LSU, Joe Alt, who is the consensus first offensive lineman off the board in almost every mock, goes to Notre Dame. Dallas Turner, who is the consensus first edge rusher from Alabama, goes to the Falcons. Uh, Fashionu, offensive tackle Penn State to the Bears at nine. So the Bears pick up a new starting quarterback and a new starting tackle. It's a pretty good deal for the Bears there. Jets take Fuaga, another offensive tackle. And you see offensive tackles just go 
quickly. They're right there with quarterbacks in terms of value, no doubt about it. Latu, edge rusher, UCLA. That leaves the Broncos on the board with Penix, Knicks, and McCarthy all still there. And this particular draft has them taking Terrian Arnold, cornerback out of Alabama. Again, what time is the light rail um, going so I can step in front of it if that happens? J.J. McCarthy goes next to the Raiders, and I'll just skim through the rest of that, looking for Knicks or Penix. And McCarthy's stock is definitely rising. Um, and in this particular mock, in this particular mock, Knicks and Penix don't even go in the first round. So you do see, um, and it has the Seattle Seahawks taken Byron Murphy, a defensive lineman out of Texas. Again, more and more mocks are following the way of the philosophy that I share, which is once you get past a certain point in the first round, then there's not a, you know, why you'd, you draft in a quarterback anyways if you're a playoff team. And if you don't get one of the top four guys, taking the fifth-rated quarterback is just, you know, it's too risky and not good enough for most teams. I'll turn more uh, mock draft here. This is Pro Football Focus from just uh, yesterday, all yesterday. Pro Football Focus, Williams made Daniels. So a slight change, but no trades. Harrison Neighbors, Alt, Fashionu Odunze versus edge rusher. So this has the Bears taking edge rusher quarterback. Offensive tackle, uh, Fuaga. Bo Nix going 11 to the Vikings. That's interesting. And then the Broncos taking what would be the fifth quarterback off the board. Um, then you'd have Penix or McCarthy taking Brock Bowers, the tight end. So this one has Bowers dropping. That would be, you know, I would be frustrated in that particular scenario because the Broncos would have just sat on their hands and they wouldn't have done anything. I mean, they wouldn't make a deal to tra trade up for nine to get ahead of at least somebody. I mean, if you, I don't know, that'd be frustrating to me. Uh, and then no other quarterbacks. So another mock that only has four quarterbacks in the top 10. All right, let me look at one more. One more mock. Uh, and none of these mocks involve trades, so clutch points. I don't even know who these guys are, but okay, fine. This was done yesterday as well. And Williams, Daniels, May, Harrison, Bowers, no trades here. Neighbors, Alt, Latu, Odunze, Fashnu. That's interesting. Um, this mock has J.J. McCarthy going 11 to the Vikings and the Broncos taking Dallas Turner, an edge rusher. So do you want the fifth quarterback off the board or do you want an edge rusher? So again... You're seeing more proof if you just, or more theoretical evidence proof that if you just sit on your hands and do nothing at 12, you could be staring at the fifth quarterback off the board. And let's see if another quarterback's even taken in this. No, man, Penix has just fallen apart. Penix needs to have unbelievable um 
physicals at the combine and needs to show out. He is dropping like a stone, and you're seeing more heat from J.J. McCarthy. Now, if we just turn to the Broncos in terms of overall, where are they? And you still find, even though those three didn't have it, but most, oh, that's interesting too. Most mock drafts of the Broncos feature Bo Nix, and guess who's number two? J.J. McCarthy. Look at J.J. McCarthy coming on strong. So this is the first time that I've looked at the um, the amalgamation. Is that the right word? Of of uh, mocks. And yeah, Bo Nix is the favorite. Still not a heavy favorite, but he shows out. He shows out the most from Mass Live, Walter Football, Las Vegas uh, Review Journal, Chicago Sun-Times, Fox Sports. And the trendy pick is J.J. McCarthy. So Bo Nix still leads the way for the mocks for the Broncos with J.J. McCarthy coming in second. It's time to keep your eyeballs on J.J. McCarthy. For whatever reason, J.J. McCarthy is gathering some steam. Penix is falling apart. Nix is doing okay. He's hanging in there. But, um, again, there's no trades going on here. And, and you see with almost every single mock, <coughs> quarterbacks are likely to go 1, 2, and 3. Very, very likely this year to go 1, 2, and 3. So the question is, what do you want to do with Penix, Nix, and McCarthy? And I don't hate McCarthy. I don't. Um, I hate doing nothing. I don't like just staying at 12. I hate trading back. And if you're drafting a cornerback out of Alabama, um, I really do want to step into oncoming traffic. It's nothing against Terry uh, Arnold's or Patrick Sertan, or Kool-Aid McKinstry. It's, it's nothing against those guys. It is just the philosophy of being so desperate and sinking so much into that particular position, which to me, and it's nothing against those guys personally, but football-wise these days, it's like the fifth most important position on the field. Quarterback, by a mile, left tackle, pass rusher, whether it's inside or outside, then you can split that up. And I think wide receiver is is next i do i think wide receiver is more important and you are seeing a couple of wide receivers go before the first corner in all of these mocks for a reason and then i'll go corner and then we can talk about you know running back or other positions after that but but you see no running backs boy let me just go through it real quick let me see and and if is who's the hottest running back there might there may be none in the first round and it's it's Bowers is a consensus first tight end off the board this year. Corner, corner, offensive tackle, edge, wide receiver, D line, corner, edge, offensive tackle, wide receiver, cornerback, blah 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 blah. Yeah, no running backs, which is you know I think appropriate. A first round running back does not make any sense. The careers are shorter. You can pick up the right guys in all sorts of different ways. That's fine. So here we are on um, February 20th with the draft, February, March, April, two months away. And 
We have um, Bo Nix in the lead for the Broncos with uh, McCarthy steaming ahead. Other than that, um, it'd be tricky for the Broncos if they don't move at 12 and four quarterbacks. That's interesting, seeing some speculation about the Vikings. So that is interesting. Keep your eye on the Vikings. Keep your eye on Kirk Cousins, what's going to happen there. That'll be interesting. All right. Um, In terms of the NHL, tonight is a big game against the Canucks. It's a game that you are just hoping to prove something. And you got a really wild game out of Vancouver uh, last night. I mean, crazy. They were in Minnesota. So, excuse me, at least this sets up well for the Avs that they're playing. The Canucks are having a back-to-back in Minnesota and then Colorado. That's a, that is a very good thing. And they gave up 10 goals last night. They lost to the Wild 10-7. to There were three hat tricks. That's insane. Let me look at the box score here. That's one of the craziest games I've ever seen. So what happened there? Uh, Vancouver stuck with the same goalie. That's, oh, they gave up a couple of empty netters. All right, I see. Okay, well, all right. So they gave up two empty netters. Casey DeSmith just took a shelling, though. And he's their backup goalie. So he he's not their main guy. <laughs> but yikes. He gave up eight goals uh, on 25 shots. And they stuck them there, so they're they're playing, they're playing the long haul. The Wild actually put Flurry in, um, and they have Gustafsson who they pulled. Wild, wild game. Yeah, two empty netters to to wrap it up. So it was eight to seven. With two minutes to go, eight to seven. So this is a crazy back and forth game. Two nothing, two to one. So two nothing Vancouver starts out hot. And JT Miller did have a hat trick. So two nothing, then two to one. Okay. Then we go, wow, four to one, four to two, five to two, five to three after two. And then damn, one, two, three, four, five unanswered goals allowed by the Canucks in the third period. So they absolutely fell apart, giving away three power play goals. Holy cow. So somebody must have got a a misconduct or something. So they scored three power play goals on one power play. All right, I'm, I'm deducing this game. Yeah, I got to look into this. Uh, all right, I'll look into it further, but that is a crazy game. I'm not exactly sure. I'm just sort of reading it, not seeing the highlights. Okay, so <laughs> let's hope the Avalanche can catch a team napping a little bit or tired or something who just lost 10-7 to last night in Minnesota. 
Other scores in the NHL, the Ducks over the Sabres, 4-3. Bruins beat the Stars, 4-3. Leafs over the Blues, 4-2. Red Wings, 4, the Kraken, 3. 6-3, Flames over the Jets. That's good. Winnipeg has all these games in hand. Let's let's lose some. Um, The Oilers beat the Coyotes. That's bad, 6-3. Knights over the Sharks, 4-0. Hurricanes over the Blackhawks, 6-3. And Senators beat the Lightning, 4-2. Uh, wow, that's quite a that's an impressive win for the Senators winning in Tampa. Good for them. In terms of where we stand today in the NHL, um, in the Central, the Avs are four points behind the Stars, and they are tied in game. So that is a legit four point behind. The Jets are one point behind the Avs with three games in hand. I do not understand their schedule. So. We'll see what they, they have to catch up in these games somehow. Other than that, nobody's really close in the Central. So it really is Dallas, Colorado, Winnipeg, and St. Louis is 12 points back. So they're out of it. And then it goes from there. So it's only three teams in the Central you got to worry about. And then you go over to the Pacific, and there's the Canucks at 57 games played after getting that weird game last night. And they lose, um, or they're at 80 points which is tops in the NHL. They have the top road record in the NHL, uh, despite losing to Minnesota last night. Then the Golden Knights at 70 points. They are two points behind the Avs with one game in hand. And the Oilers are steaming, man. They have four games in hand to the Avs and are only uh, five points behind. The schedule is crazy. So, again... You're going to have to make up for it at some point. And I don't think the Avs have played an extraordinary amount of games. I just can't believe how few few games some of these teams have played. So in terms of the conference, where the Avs stand are in third place. But with um, Winnipeg right behind them with three games in hand, it's really, I consider that more the fourth place. And, and, and it might be fifth place, depending on what the Golden Knights can do. So they're... And then Edmonton's right under them. So it is a very close race. But, you know, the way they do it, the top three teams um, from the division are fine. And then you go into that wild card thing. So there, there's not a lot to threaten the Avs in the, um, in the central division. So the worst I think they could do... You know, the best they could do is, is win the Central, win the West. But that would take uh, Vancouver collapsing. Other than that, you know, they're good. They're, well, the Kings, again, three games in hand to the Avs. And they're at 64 points, first place in the wild card. Listen, you, you want to sort of hang in there the best that you can. I don't want to fret about the playoffs with so many games left to play, but tonight's a big one. I'm not going to lie. Tonight's one where Vancouver should be plenty motivated. Um, <laughs> it's, it's crazy that they had a game like that. I don't know what happened defensively. That'll be fascinating to sort of dig into. Morning skate today at 1030. Hoping to be out there, and I'll, I'll talk with the hockey muggles who know way more about hockey than I do. Meanwhile, let's just take a peek at basketball real quick. No games, of course, as we don't get going with hoops again until um, 
Thursday night when most teams are back in action, or a lot of teams are, and that's when um, the Nuggets will host Washington. So in terms of the standings where we're at, for the Nuggets, they currently are in fourth place by themselves. That's a legit fourth place. That's it. At 36-19, and 19, three games ahead of the Suns and Pelicans, four games ahead of the Mavericks, four and a half ahead of the Kings. After that, you're fine. You're um, a game behind the Clippers, game and a half behind the Thunder, and three games behind the Wolves. So you got some work to do if you're going to win the West. That's going to be tricky. That's going to be tricky. I don't love their spot. It's not the worst thing in the world. They should win against Washington, and hopefully they did get enough rest to be productive the rest of the season with their 27 games that they have left. 27 games. You got 36 wins. I mean, 20 wins would be incredible. 20 wins would be amazing. Can you go, can you get to 53 wins on the seat? Can you go at least 17 and 10? 17 and 10, you'd be probably fine. 20 wins would be amazing. Anything less than 17 is going to be dodgy for sure. It'll be exciting. It won't, I mean, last year, didn't it feel like the Nuggets were just sort of cruising into the um, playoffs? That's not the case this year. Again, they have practice today at 5 o'clock. Then you got the Avs after that at 7. Um, you have the morning skate at 10.30. So we got a lot of Nuggets Avs action today uh, that we'll be out and about at. So looking forward to all of it. Uh, so there you go. Meanwhile, you have um, racing last night with the Daytona 500, and I thought it was awesome. So congratulations to... Uh, William Byron for getting his uh, number 24 Chevy into victory lane for Hendrick Motorsports. <laughs> there was a crash with nine laps to go. There was a crash on the final lap. Uh, he didn't even know if he won it, um, but, but good enough. He got there, and it was insane. I don't know how anybody, frankly, wins the Daytona 500 the way it is. I mean, it's so those super speedway races are fast. They're exciting. Uh, there are a lot of crashes, lots of drama. Nobody really knows how it's going to go until uh, right at the end. He didn't even realize he won. He had won the race. The fourth and final caution came when Hendrick driver Alex Bowman hit Byron. So his own teammate hit him, Yeesh. causing Byron to sideswipe Brad Kozlowski and trigger a 23-car crash that caused a uh, red flag that lasted for 15 minutes. Four laps remaining, Byron was in second. He and Ross Chastain back and forth, and it was Byron out front as the crash broke out behind him just as he crossed under the white flag, marking the final lap of the race. So he barely got there, barely got there. So Ross Chastain, who led for quite a bit, had a shot. You don't know when, you know, shit is going to happen behind you, and he gets the win. Awesome. Good for him. Congratulations. Okay. Uh, just checking you out, see what you got to say. 
Who do you think makes a deeper run in the playoffs, Avs or Nuggets? Um, well, right now I'd have to say the Nuggets because as the world champs and with a dominant two-man game, we're, we're assuming health here. So I'd have to assume certain things. I think the big question to try, do you assume that Val Nachushkin is back? Do you assume Gabriel, Gabriel Landeskog is available? I do assume uh, Nachushkin will be back. I do. I don't have any inside information. I'm just sort of guessing he'll be back. I'm guessing Gabe will not be back. It was good to see Gabe out on the ice over the weekend at Family Sports. That's cool. Um, I just don't assume he'll be back. I, I just think it's too much of a hill to climb. But I am. I would be thrilled to be wrong on that. I will assume Jamal Murray and Jokic will be healthy for the playoffs. And I get, I, I, I'll tell you, I mean, obviously without Jokic, you're screwed. Frankly, without Murray, you're screwed. You need both of those guys. They both got to be in good shape. Uh, Murray's missed a handful of games for a variety of reasons. Jokic is dealing with the back issue and, you know, just the just the tiredness of playing so much basketball. But, you know, you get to the playoffs. It's totally different. First of all, as long as you're not in the play-in, then, you know, you get like seven, eight days off, which is great. It was great for the Nuggets last year. It wasn't a detriment that didn't play. They had some really heated practices. It was a big positive. So I think you win the first round kind of no matter what. The problem I have with the Avs is I just don't know. Nobody really knows. They've been dominant at home, but it, 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 it just is a mystery with them. So I don't know. So I guess to answer your question, it's the Nuggets. That being said... With the Chushkin, Ranton, and Makar and McKinnon, you have four of the top 20 players in the NHL. And Taze ain't far behind it. And Bo Byron's been playing way better. Goaltending is an issue. Or at least a mystery. You know, it's, it's not that Georgiev is a bad goaltender. You don't have that many wins if you're a bad goaltender. It's just kind of a burr. You just don't know what you're going to get. And what we've seen this year is Georgiev sort of plays with the team. If the play's playing, the team's playing poorly, he's likely not having a great day. If the team's playing well, he tends to play well. So you just haven't seen many cases where the team plays poorly and Georgiev steals one for him. Name me the last game you saw that was like that. Good luck. So he plays as the team plays. But guess what? So did Darcy Kemper. So did Pavel Francouz. I mean, they were kind of the same. You didn't have those guys. All right, you know, I'm going to pause here. I want to see some of these highlights from this game. So this is 10-7. This is the first time I'm seeing highlights of Minnesota, Vancouver. All right, hat trick for Miller for the Canucks. 5-2 lead. And the Wild storm back. 5-3 after two. 
Uh, it's a five on three. Okay. All right, five on three. Again, a five on three. All right, so they got two goals on a five on three. Now it's a five on four. Wow, that's crazy. So they went up six, five, three goals. Oh, wow. Super soft goal. Oh, off a skate. Eh, it's not a soft goal. Bad luck. So Minnesota just went crazy. Holy shit. What a wild game, man. Six goals in five minutes, 45 game time. Crazy game. Three guys with hat tricks. First time in 32 years. Highest scoring game of the season. Uh, Two goals, five on three. Another power play goal. That's an insane game. Three hat tricks in a single game since the uh, modern era. 67-68, first time. Oh, no, not first time. First time since 92. All right. My goodness. What a game. That's crazy. That's insane. But again, that's not with their primary goaltender and blah, 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 blah. Thanks for sharing coffee with us Muggleheads this morning. Appreciate I like it. I'm a Muggle. You're a Mugglehead. I love it. Uh, see you for the next live stream. Next live stream will be at 8 a.m. with Nate and Chad. And then back hanging with you live from Ball Arena at 4.30. And I don't even know where or how I'm doing that. That'll be interesting uh, because the Avs have, or the Nuggets have practice. So at five, so a big day for me down at Ball Arena. Uh, okay, Huey, appreciate it. All right, that'll, that'll wrap it up for today. I'm glad I could see those highlights of that game. That was, that was crazy. And, you know, any given night. Crazy game. For the Canucks, and hopefully that has some sort of uh, lingering impact on them this morning. Okay, back at 8 o'clock with Nate and Chad. We'll see you then.